presented by Pharma. Good morning, everyone. I'm Playbook co-author Ryan Lizza. It's Tuesday, May 9th. Here's what everyone is talking about in Washington, the debt limit. First, President Biden at 4 o'clock will meet with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, and House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries at the White House. That's this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Obviously, it's a big, important meeting, but at the same time, it's only May 9th, and it's going to be a while before these negotiations get into the nitty-gritty. So most people don't expect major news to be coming out of this meeting, but obviously an important step in the process. Number two, there's a new analysis that we have in the newsletter today from the Bipartisan Policy Center, one of the think tanks that have become experts on estimating the so-called X date when the government will bump up against the debt limit. And BPC is saying now early June to early August. Obviously, that tracks with what Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen recently said when she announced the government could stop being able to pay its bills as early as June 1st. But BPC is saying the window is June to early August, but no later. Joining me now to discuss how the debt limit debate in Washington is playing out on the campaign trail for the 2024 GOP primary is Politico's national political correspondent, Meredith McGraw. Meredith, good morning, and thanks for joining us. Thanks. So a lot of this week is going to be about the debt limit drama in Washington, but we want to focus this morning on how this is playing out uh, out on the campaign trail. Let's go through the different candidates, and if you can sort of help us understand both the policy and the politics that the main Republican candidates and the positions they're taking as they watch this debt limit debate. And give us a little bit of an idea of whether it's a major issue out on the stump or something that's just bubbling up now. So Donald Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis have really tried to paint themselves as the guardian angels, if you will, of Medicare and Social Security. And those issues have really been central to their attacks on each other. And for Donald Trump, um, his uh, offense against DeSantis, who still has not officially gotten in the race. Trump put down his marker on the debt ceiling way back in January when he put out a policy video saying that Republicans shouldn't vote to cut, quote, a single penny from Medicare or Social Security and really put a lot of Republicans in a corner at the very beginning of this debate back at the beginning of the year. And his super PAC, MAGA Inc., has really gone hard after DeSantis for a proposal that he voted for in Congress that would have raised the retirement age to receive Social Security benefits. And he's launched attack ads. DeSantis has in turn had to respond. And he said that Trump is resorting to Democrat tactics, but really said that Republicans should be able to discuss changes to some of these programs. And we've heard from other 2024 Republican candidates that they also don't really have any appetite for spending cuts here. Nikki Haley has been pretty direct in taking her swings at Republicans, saying that Republicans are at fault for the sky-high national debt. She's pointed to the COVID stimulus bill and has said that she would veto any spending bill that doesn't take us back to pre-COVID levels. And Mike Pence has taken a different stance. He said that entitlements should be looked at in this debate and that Republicans are essentially kicking the can down the road by taking Medicare, Social Security, 
off the table in the long term uh, as they talk about this issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tim Scott has also said that he's talked about restoring work requirements for Americans. And he also signed that letter saying he would vote no on raising the debt ceiling if there weren't any concessions. Meredith, thank you very much. I'll see you soon. Thanks. As for the rest of the schedule today, at 10 a.m., the president will receive the president's daily brief. The Senate meets at 3 p.m. to take up one of Biden's lower-level nominees. The House will meet at noon and take up multiple bills at 2 p.m., with last votes expected at 6.30 p.m. And finally, a huge congratulations to my colleagues, Josh Gerstein, Alex Ward, Peter Canellos, Haley Fuchs, and Heidi Prisbala, who were finalists yesterday for the Pulitzer Prize for their exclusive coverage of the unprecedented leak of the draft Supreme Court opinion overturning Roe v. Wade. For an expanded schedule of everything happening in D.C. today and more reporting, check out Playbook this morning at politico.com slash playbook. I'm Ryan Lizza. Thanks for listening. Middlemen, like PBMs, say they want lower prices, yet they often deny or limit coverage of lower-cost generics and biosimilars while giving preferential coverage to medicines with higher prices. This might be good for the bottom line, but it can lead to higher costs for patients. It's time to lower costs for patients by holding middlemen accountable. More at pharma.org slash PBMS.